0: Hey, friends, before we head into this episode of Imagineer Podcast, I just wanted to share an exciting update in case you missed part one last week, which is an exciting update about our new sponsor, WDW Magazine, the premier magazine focused on Walt Disney World. I'm not only a subscriber to their print and digital editions, but I am also a contributor. You can find my articles about all things Imagineering starting this month, July of 2021, and I can't wait for you to read it. You can learn all about and subscribe to WDW Magazine by clicking. Clicking on the links in the podcast description below or by heading to imagineerpodcast.com and clicking on the link there. Thanks so much to WDW Magazine. And now let's head into part two in episode 109 of Imagineer Podcast. Welcome to the Imagineer Podcast, your unofficial guide to all things Disney. I'm your host, Matthew Krull, and you're listening to episode 109 of the Imagineer Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to continue our two-part discussion about the Disney feels, and in particular, the moments at the Disney parks and resorts on our Disney vacations, that includes Disney Cruise Line too, that bring us tears of joy or that send chills down our spine, those moments where we feel at our most joyful, ecstatic, excited to be at Disney. Uh, if you didn't listen to part one, make sure to go back to episode 108 to hear part one of our discussion. We talk about a lot of moments, uh, even leading up to our Disney vacation, that give us chills. And it was such a fun discussion, part one. I encourage you to go back and take a listen to it. Of course, today we're going to continue the conversation with part two. We have just as many answers to share for things that bring us uh, joy and send chills down our spine at the Disney parks. My guests again on the show are the members of the Beyond the Mouse podcast, which are Craig, Brett, and Vanessa. Such great hosts. I love their show, Beyond the Mouse. I've been on their podcast twice now and encourage you to check them out. I'll include the links to their episodes or to their show and their social media pages. And their website in the podcast notes below but such a great conversation and i can't wait for you all to hear part two of our discussion at the end of the episode i'll come back and tell you a little bit more about how you can connect with the imagineer podcast on all your favorite social media channels and how you can help to inspire and create the future of this show so grab some headphones pull up your favorite armchair and enjoy this episode of the imagineer podcast Who do I go to next? Let's uh, let's change the order again. Craig, I'm gonna go back to you. What do you have next on your list?
1: I had something that was further down my list, but I want to bring it up now because, again, talking about the idea, this kind of combines a lot of different topics I've already spoken about, music and uh, taking your child to see something. But then also, uh, the three of us, uh, before we did Beyond the Mouse, we all met through community theater in Central Illinois. And so I love the theatrical presentations that happen at Disney. And in particular, there's something about the Finding Nemo musical that is just absolutely challenging um, chill worthy tears, everything. Um, when you see big blue world again, I guess it's because I'm such a softy cause I'm a dad, but you see Nemo singing that with Marlon and just, uh, oh my gosh, that moment in the show is just incredible. so great. Those puppets really come to life. They show you everything about Disney on Broadway without having to be on Broadway. Um, and it's just so special. So I've got to say, Finding Nemo the Musical is my next one. That's a great
2: Ooh, show. I have to jump in because there's a specific moment the first time I saw Finding Nemo. it You, know, you were watching the stage and then when they do when they, the first time you hear the it, a big, big blue world theme and it opens up and the entire theater is the ocean. And you feel that moment? That, I'm, oh my gosh. I'm like going, I was watching it. I was watching a stage show and now it's, it's entirely enveloping me into this experience. And that was chills. I'm getting chills. <laughs> oh my gosh. I need a wrap or a blanket or something. And
3: it's just great. I'm ends. loving it
2: all.
1: The bubbles,
3: the bubbles come down. The
1: bubbles, everything. Matthew, I know you are a cast member from Animal Kingdom, so you might have some tips too, but I always fast-passed Finding Nemo, and I did that because you do get to sit closer to that stage and see these uh, amazing puppets come to life before you. So if fast-passes, if they do return, um, I think it's always worth one. Uh, You know, I would probably say Festival of the Lion King for me is one that you don't necessarily need a fast-pass because you just get to get in a little earlier. Um, But really Finding Nemo you get to be in that front section, you get to have better seats. And it's just an incredible show. If you have always walked by and never experienced that, I I cannot implore you enough that once that show returns, it is worth your price of admission, uh, which is free with your ticket to go and see that show. It's just incredible.
0: I agree with your tip in terms of fast passes between the two, because Lion King, Festival of the Lion King is theater in the round. So pretty much even the back row still has a really good view. Finding Nemo the Musical is a traditional theater design. So although you're higher up in the back, you're still kind of far away. It's hard to see. So being able to sit closer to the front is a good one. Animal Kingdom, I typically don't get the standard fast passes. Everybody gets the same ones. Um, The only one that is typical that I will get is Kilimanjaro Safaris. Because that does get a pretty long wait, and it is always worth doing. But the reverse decision I always make, and again, I'm I'm giving you all my secrets, so don't uh, oh, no. don't use don't use them against me. Um, for those of you listening, but uh, for specifically Pandora, the world of Avatar, everybody is dying to get that Flight of Passage Fast Pass. I say get the Na'vi River Journey Fast Pass. Because everything everyone I, everyone I talk to says I don't like waiting sixty minutes for Navi River Journey, but I would wait two hours for Flight of Passage. Then do it get a fast pass for Navi River Journey, and wait the two hours for Flight of Passage, or rope drop it and wait the forty minutes uh, to get into Flight of Passage. Plus, when you do the Flight of Passage standby queue, it has so much more detail to it than the than the fast pass queue. Meanwhile, standby for Navi River Journey is not. Uh, that much different than the fast pass experience except it's longer so uh that's always my my pro tip for fast pass for animal kingdom Kilimanjaro safaris navi river journey and then i'll add the third one craig finding the name of the musical to get that front view so i'll, I'll Ooh, agree with you that. i agree
1: i can agree with all of that uh, except for you left off my favorite ride in all of animal kingdom which we may or may not talk about later
0: okay well, if you we don't, you'll have to tell me what it is um, what? What? <laughs> when we, That's when we a get tease. It. That's a tease. I'm that teasing. Is a, that is a tease. Um, let's go to Vanessa next. What's next on your list?
3: Well, I'm going to stick in Animal Kingdom and uh, talk about the Lion King show since we've already mentioned it. Yeah. So that, that is a show that I always go in. I know I'm going to enjoy it, but I, I don't expect as much as the way I expect uh a lot from Finding Nemo but there's a moment in that show and I, I truly don't know why I cry I, I cry every single time to the point where it's embarrassing and because every time I go I'm not gonna cry this time I've seen it why am I crying I'm not gonna cry and then we go we get into the song can you feel the love tonight and they've got the the blue bird lady flying through the air spinning 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 the music is you know crescendoing it's beautiful and then it comes to an end and then we has and it's like it's they're priming me they're priming me to cry and then we get into the circle of life and i'm like we are we're all in a circle <laughs> we're, we're in a circle to get everybody hug me like stop it stop it but that is that is a moment that gets me every single time i see that darn show
0: (laughs) that's what disney does it takes grown adults and puts them into what a first time adult going to disney would maybe not cry but sometimes they do but would not feel those those tears uh and makes you wonder why am i crying over something like this but (gasps) only disney can do that
1: I remember distinctly taking a friend for the first time and we were planning out the trip and it was like, we were coming in on, I don't know, let's say we were coming in on a Monday and leaving on a Friday, although we would never do that. Um, but, um, but let's say it was like Thursday and I had booked a character breakfast and I said, don't worry by Thursday, you're going to be totally fine with being an adult and doing a character breakfast. And then here comes Thursday. And he's like giving Minnie a huge hug in the phone, <laughs> you know, like It's just like I, everything is perfect. Perfect by then because even as like a first-time adult there um, you might have some trepidation about some of that stuff but it's gone by uh, at least midway through your trip.
0: Age doesn't exist in Disney Um, it's not uh, not a construct that we know Um, you know so I you're all we're all kids at heart when we uh, when we visit Disney I think is the the theme here Um, but Brett's I have you up next. So what is the next thing you have on your
2: list? (laughs) I think my, it seems like my theme is going from chills to tears to chills and tears, that sort of thing. Okay. So my next one. So my next one, are you ready? Okay. I'm ready. So, um, Blizzard Beach, um, so many fun things at Blizzard Beach, you know, I'm a big fan of, uh, mm, okay, well the name escapes me, but anyway, you know, the, the L- lazy River sort of blizzardy blazy river experience <laughs> insert correct yes. name here. But anyway, that, cause I love it. Um, and I have determined that I can, Oh yeah, Craig, this is the multi, I'm doing a multi here. So it's a multi experience, but yeah, Brett at Blizzard beach, um, go, uh, so I have determined a way that I can get into the, uh, the inner tube in a, well, it, it, without looking like I'm floundering you to use that flounder word anyway. But anyway, I just do this, you know, down and up. And then you just sort of plop into it. So it isn't, you know. So anyway, so that, so that that was good. But no, but my my chill experience is deciding to go on Summit Plummet. You know, so if uh and I usually go like as soon as the park opens. So you know there's not a line. So you're going walking up summit plummet you know, which seems like a good idea, you know, but the the queue is made for middle of the summer, you know, with a two hour wait, but if you are hiking all the way up to the top, it's, you know, at the top, when you get to the top, you know, first of all, you have a little bit of air, you know, I I don't know, it, it, it i don't know the the oxygen rushes away from your brain or something <laughs> did i choose the right thing so there's this trepidation. there's this level of trepidation which brings up the chill well the apprehension am i going to die sort of thing but you know the first time i did summit plummet you know i was the, i was you know i made it to the top and i'm like going okay we're going to do this this is great this is great this is great and You know, so, and then there was a person in front of me that decided, I'm going to go. No, I'm not. No, I'm going to go. No, I'm not. Well, they didn't. And I'm like, so I was like next in line. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm ready for this. So, you know, I've been on, you know, the Kawa Bunk top, you know, the Typhoon Lagoon version of it, which is considerably smaller. Um, And so I'm going on Summit Plummet. And (laughs) so you go, so you, you cross your legs and pray um, <laughs> cross your legs and then you go you go down and it's like it it's like never ending I'm like going I, am I d- I'm not done what I'm not done I'm done I'm not am I going to die am I going to oh oh well that oh okay I made it and then you kind of do the well at least for guys you kind of do the stand up and adjust of the shorts experience everyone does it so it's okay but I went to the other one the one that kind of does the little whoosh it isn't an entire like plummet sort of thing so I did that and i'm like going okay yeah so i'm yeah okay um uh ample i'm not ample i'm a big guy anyway so (laughs) i'm like going so there's a whole sort of inertia and all those things that i really don't understand but i'm like going okay so i'm on the second one and i'm like well i did some upon it this is nothing this is shorter this is nothing you know Okay. So I I go down and I'm, it's like the first whoosh, which we've talked about whooshes in the past, but I'm like, going I am in the air. I'm like going, I'm like going whoosh up in the air. I'm airborne. I'm airborne. I'm airborne. And then whoosh, I'm airborne. I'm like going, oh yeah. So summit plummet any day. The second one, I'm just like going, I thought it was going to hurl into space. It was not (laughs) a good experience, but anyway, it was all fun but yeah lots of chills residual you know (laughs) so yeah so summit plummet yes the other one airborne no
0: i mean standing at the summit of summit plummet is enough to give you those chills uh just
2: gives you pause was this a good decision
0: yeah, I'll take the stairs down. Thank you.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, it's so cold there, right? Disney makes all of that, all of Blizzard Beach, just like a blizzard. I mean, it's just real uh, snow. so cold there all the time, right? Is that real how that snow? works? Yes, yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, especially the water, but uh, not so yeah, much. The water. Not no, so it's, much outside.
2: Not from the ice and all of that. So. That's
0: right. A, uh, a real melting ski resort in Central Florida. In the Central magic of Florida. Disney. Mm-hmm. Yep. I will, let me think. There's a bunch I have left. I'm going to go to... I'll do a thrill ride, and then I have a whole bunch of obscure ones. Uh, So I'll go to the thrill ride next. And it is also relatively new. We hinted at it a couple of times, but it is Avatar Flight of Passage. Mm. I think my listeners will be tired of me talking about this, but the, the cave scene on Flight of Passage is my favorite part of the attraction, by far. It is the slowest part of the attraction. So for a lot of people, it's like, well, just get me back to the thrills again. But there's something about being in that cave and seeing the spirits of uh, Pandora floating down from the ceiling, seeing the cave light up. And that's the first time we really hear the soundtrack to the movie. Jake's First Flight is the song that I think they use. Um, start to make its way in surround sound into the room. Before then, it's just a bunch of sounds of the forest, which they make sound musical, but it's not traditional instrumental music. So you now finally get this score starting to come in. And the chill moment for me is lifting off, going through the cave, diving, and then coming out to that grand reveal of the floating mountains at sunset. every time listening back to that part on you can listen to the source the source audio on apple music and on spotify if you find pandora the world of avatar album the first track is flight of passage and you can queue up to that spot and listening back to it always gives me chills those residual chills um but the combination of the music the gorgeous visuals the adrenaline rush of flying on the back of the banshee which man you can you can really convince yourself that you're doing that for real. It's amazing the how they do that. And uh yeah, for me it's one of those thrill rides that gives me chills. And uh that's not easy to say going to Greg's earlier point. I've never been on a six flags roller coaster and and had those tears of joy and that chill down my spine maybe screaming, but um <laughs> it's not I don't get that that positive emotional response to uh to a traditional amusement park ride, quite like I do a thrill ride at Disney,
1: especially for that moment of mindfulness, right? Because like here you are in the middle of a thrill ride and you're given this moment of Zen and beauty and mindfulness that is just like, You, you just don't expect it, especially the first time that you're like that, going back to that first time you experienced that. And you're just like, holy moly, what is this place? It really does feel like you're transported off world. Right. And, um, and and just amazing what the Imagineers did and to think about this is going to be our most thrilling attraction, but we're still going to add this moment of peace in the middle of it. Uh, just, I can't agree with you more. It's a
0: unique thing to do. It's a genius thing to do. Um, and yeah, it's uh, videos don't do it justice. They they certainly um, they certainly do not. Um, I know we've we've gotten to quite a bit, and I'm sure we have some overlaps, but I'm sure we still have some to go. Uh, so let me go to Vanessa. I haven't gone to you first in a while, so why don't I go to you next and see what you have on your list?
3: Okay. So this one, I'm even nervous talking about this one. Don't um, be. It's a safe boy. space.
0: Yes. <laughs> because, uh, I have some weird ones on here too. <laughs>
3: well, it, it's not so much that it's weird; it's just that it makes me so nervous. And this is embarrassing that I get this nervous. But anytime that you have to go meet Mickey Mouse, like my hands are getting sweaty just thinking about it. And uh, Brett could test because uh, in Disneyland, I had this great idea of how I was going to do my impression of Mickey to Mickey. And I was like, Mickey, can I do an impression of you? He's like, sure. And I, and I wanted it to come out something like, oh, boy. And it came out like, oh, boy. And I, I was
4: just
2: like, <laughs> I, yep. I, I can attest to that. And my, she uh, practiced. And I'm like, so good. And then we got there. And I'm like, oh, oh Vanessa.
3: I know. I'm, and my eyes, like, much. blew up. Her and
2: Chewbacca I, was better, though, you know? She greeted much Chewbacca I, the much better.
3: And then Mickey just kind of stared at me like that was he it. He did. He did. And I was like, ah. <laughs> I'm so sorry, and I'm like I should have I should have practiced. And and Mickey was very gracious to uh, be supportive, but we knew everyone in that room. Did. And yep. and then even when I when we used to have talking Mickey, um, right now Mickey is more on the silent side. Um, but saving his
2: voice for the stage. And yeah, he's,
3: he, yeah, that's right, that's right. Uh, but in in Main Street, you you know you wait in all this line, and you can hear him.
5: No way, you're here. Well, hi there. Come on in.
3: I'm so glad you're here. One, two,
5: three. Magic. Could I sign that for you? Yes. And, and
3: then you you get in the room and he's there. And I, I was, I think I was with my mom. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to go talk to Mickey. We're going to meet Mickey. And I walked in the room and I was like, uh, 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 she's like, go on. Go talk to Mickey. She's like, hi, Mickey. <laughs> Vanessa, say hi. Hi, hi Mickey. <laughs> it's
0: just, Five I, years old I, all over again.
3: Yeah, I, I just could not believe that he was talking to me and telling me a joke. And I, I just totally freeze. I froze. And yeah, so that moment makes me so excited anytime when you're I guess I guess I'm more excited in the queue I'm more excited when I don't see Mickey because when I see Mickey I freeze up but the excitement to meet the mouse himself is incredible and I I, I'm hoping that I get to take some of my nieces and nephews at some point so I can see if it's just me or if they will do that as well
0: it's not just you. It's on my list of moments that bring me not so much nerves, but joy. And I have, of course, met many characters over the years, but no character makes me feel like Mickey does. It's yeah. uh, you, For a lot of kids, myself included, it was our, our first Disney plush or maybe our first plush in general uh, is to have that, that Mickey, that signature Mickey plush. And uh, yeah, there's nothing quite like like meeting Mickey mouse. So for me, it was, it's still to this day, whether it's at a character dining or at a formal meet and greet, there's nothing quite like meeting Mickey mouse. The one that makes me nervous is Darth Vader though. Oh,
2: um, oh my gosh. Yeah, So
0: intimidating.
2: How does he know? I'm like, <laughs> the first time that I experienced Darth at uh, Walt Disney world, he's, you know, he said, you know, your feelings, you know, deceive you and i'm like going how does he know i'm really here I'm, I'm really you know i'm a rebel and i'm like going how does he know it was i was and freaking out he cannot know.
3: take a joke that guy he is, no. he is the worst audience ever. I said, Hey Darth, you want to give me some of that chokehold action? No, he no. he was not he just he was <laughs> he not doing it. And then Brett, I was like, Brett, get me out of here, get me out of here, get me out of here.
1: <laughs> and then Vanessa went, then Vanessa went, Darth, I have an impression of you. Yeah.
3: <laughs> no. <laughs> no, because at that, that moment funny. you knew you better get out of what? there.
1: What? no, you said later, Vader.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, later, I did man. say later, Vader. And you started I'm like to going, follow us. It's I terrifying. know.
2: I'm like, like, don't mess with yeah,
3: yeah. you've got a Darth trash Vader. compactor in your Later future Vader. if you do that.
2: <laughs> I still
0: have to meet Kylo Ren. That's the one that I am very excited about. And still, actually, met him. Mm-hmm. And, and BB-8. I haven't met BB-8, and I love BB-8. So yeah. I would it get is. starstruck to meet BB-8
1: biggest parenting <laughs> fail, uh, in, in my trip with my son was taking him to meet Kylo Ren when he was not yet three years old. And, yeah. um, Kylo was, uh, very mean, uh, the whole time. And I can imagine, uh, that Kylo behind the mask was going, what in the world are you doing? me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have to stay in character. Uh, I am, I am Darth, I am Darth Vader. I am Kylo Ren. Um, yeah, I can, I can see that being a, uh, I don't know if I'd take my three-year-olds to, uh, to meet Kylo Ren unless, (laughs) unless they were like a big Kylo Ren fan, even then, I don't know. Uh, but that's, uh, meeting Mickey, going back to Mickey is, uh, is one I, I definitely have to agree with. Uh, let's go to Craig next. What do you have next up on your list?
1: I teased it. I have to talk about it. Um, The the co-hosts have heard about this a million times, but um, Expedition Everest is my favorite attraction. And, you know, we are asked so often, what is your favorite attraction? And I used to always say, oh, it's Space Mountain. It's Peter Pan's flight. It had to be one of those legacy type attractions. But truly, Expedition Everest brings me more joy than anything else in the park um, as far as attractions are concerned. And uh, it is the feeling that you get when you start going backwards on Expedition Everest and you go into that dark tunnel and you're turning and you're curving down and the pit of your stomach, you can feel this like weird, like stomach tummy thing going on. And then you're just like, Oh, this is a little too much. It's a little too much. And then, you're done with it. And it's just like, Oh, that was the best feeling ever. I mean, it is like, um, you you don't get that feeling anywhere else on the planet except for at Expedition Everest. And uh, it is something that again, coming back to that idea of it being such a sensory place to go. Um, that's something I can just remember. I, I know that feeling in my like, I haven't been there in two and a half, three years. And I can remember that right now, uh, as we're sitting here, because we're talking about it.
0: I know the feeling well. Uh, it's not one that I look forward to, but it's, uh, it its is, you're right. It is a very distinct feeling that no other roller coaster or attraction can give you. There's something about the way you fall backwards in that particular angle, that in the dark, uh, for that length of time. And you're right. It's, it's always, though, like it is that moment that you hit the bottom that you feel like you can't go any second further beyond that. It just literally takes you to the limit. And for some of us beyond the limit (laughs) (laughs) of what, of what we can do. Uh, it depends on the day Everest has gotten the best of me as I've gotten older. And, uh, I enjoyed it many times as a cast member. And as a, uh, a younger, younger guest going to Disney, I think the days of Everest are getting to be long behind me now. Um, but, uh, Those are still. No, though, if we
1: ever go, if we ever go and run the marathon together, then we'll do we'll do Expedition Everest together. Cause I know you can kind of take the path off there as you're running in through Animal Kingdom and you can do Everest. It's like the one attraction you can fit into the marathon. So that's um, true. When we run together, we'll have to do that. Okay.
0: Maybe. Maybe my adrenaline will be high enough that I can do it at that point. If I've taken something to, uh, to quell the motion sickness, then, then I might be able to do it.
1: In fairness, that's got to be halfway through the marathon. You're already feeling like death, so you might as well <laughs> just just put it over the top.
0: <laughs> I might not finish though. That's a problem. It's it's only halfway through, so I might that, yeah, I might be leaving you there, just sitting uh, sitting by the side of uh, of Expedition Everest. But uh, I'll wave to you at least. I'll I'll wait for you outside and <laughs> and give you a nice little wave as you're going down the main drop. Uh, but anyway, um, Brett, what do you have next up?
2: Let me take you back to Disneyland. In 2009 to 2000, I believe, 14, and the nighttime spectacular, Magical. Now, the first time I, okay, I was getting ready to go to Disneyland, and, you know, they have this new fireworks, Spectacular, and i had heard that Dumbo flies. So I watched the, I was on my lunch hour, and I was in the, (laughs) I was in the lunchroom. Okay, picture this, if you will, adult person. And I'm watching Magical, and it's, and they're, and they're singing Baby Mine. Eden Espinoza is the wonderful artist who sang so much of that show. She was the lead vocalist in that. And she's singing Baby Mine. And when Timothy says, you can fly, you don't need a feather, you can fly. And then on this this wonderful musical oz of you know baby mine. You see Dumbo flying over the castle and he's he's so sweet and adorable and it just oh residual chills say there's the test. You can- like I was choking up the first time I saw this and I'm watching it on and then it was like a teeny little I think it was I don't know it was a teeny little iPod or iPod I don't know what it was anyway it was very (laughs) small and the screen was small and I was watching it and just teared up and then to see it in person I'm just loving it so for your listeners watch it go to YouTube and watch Magical oh my gosh, you'll cry and you'll get those those tears and those wonderful feelings. So it's just, oh, it's just so adorable and so sweet. And if you're a Disney person, it'll get you.
0: Yeah, I think most of the nighttime shows at Disney will do that to anybody, especially the ones at Disneyland or at Magic Kingdom. For me, obviously, I mean, all the fireworks shows, but uh, the Main Street Electrical Parade, and Spectrum Magic always did that to me when the lights the light when the lights went off and the, <laughs> the music yeah. was playing in the background um, mm-hmm. chills down all of Main Street
5: mm. On this magic night a million stars will play beside us cast a spell above.
2: In the world a in spectrum, magic pure and and Oh, a little bit more. Yeah, now I'm teasing. I have a little experience of that, the main the Parade myself. That's yes. going to be coming up here soon. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is
0: true. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> I um I'm
0: gonna go to I guess more of an obscure one um and then uh, yeah we'll see we'll see I I'm actually out of attractions for the most part at least thrill attractions um but most of again like music music is what gives me chills and uh, the most at Disney and one of the the songs that always gives me chills is over at Epcot. I know that Craig talked about Soren, and that's definitely one of them. But even more so than Soren is Golden Dream, over mm. at American Adventure. I don't care who you are, um, even if you're not American, that song can just well you with tears. It is. I always get chills whenever I watch that. Um, For me, especially when they redid the song to the more modern version of the original Bob Boleyn uh, version of the song, um, that new version really hits me, especially because of the montage sequence that they have and everything that they're showing, uh, all the historical events and the people and the greatness, and it's just a really moving sequence in the show um, and even listening back to it at home again, you can get those same residual chills just listening to uh, golden dream at home. So it's one of those, those songs at Disney that, uh, gives me a lot of chills. Uh, it's, uh, it's always, it always does it for me. So I had to put uh, golden dream on, on my list here.
1: Hmm.
2: wake up for the end no I'm sorry no I've i watched I love that show in fact but I've sort of like um it is a nap sort of zone for, I mean it's the best it it's is the quiet. best it's it's a it's a wonderful attraction and I was there on opening day to see the American Adventure and I'm just like going I don't think I can get any better than this and I still believe that with that attraction so good but somehow I have you know when I when I hear uh let's see America did not exist and then I went and then I go to sleep I wake <laughs> up for just a little bit of even amidst the cricket song here on Mark Twain's beloved Mississippi I wake up for a little bit and then um you know I I fall asleep and then I wake up for right after World War II. so um yeah so but quotes down pat I'm like going, oh I've listened I've listened to it a lot yes I've listened I have to it a lot you know so but I'm like going so I, my intention the next time I go to uh, Epcot Center is to in, watch in its entirety and enjoy like I always have American adventure the whole thing and uh, and quote it along with it even amidst the cricket song you know, um, <laughs> anyway so yeah so <laughs> I can't wait to do that again oh I
0: have uh, I have definitely watched it uh, many times and taken a brief little nap just because I have seen it so many times so no <laughs> no shame there it is a great place to uh, to nap and world showcase and um, Let's see. Let's go to an honorable mention and then your last one up. We'll make this our our final round. So you can give an honorable mention and your final one. If you want to give two honorable mentions, give two honorable mentions. It doesn't matter. You can go with it however you would like if there's multiple that you want to get to. But I will go back to my original order, how we started the show. So Vanessa, close us off with your honorable mentions and your final
3: okay one on the well side. this this really isn't even shouldn't be honorable but i just want to make sure that it's said <laughs> yeah. it, it it is like a legit thing um is the park magic kingdom park anytime at night whether you're walking into tomorrowland whether you're looking down main street whether you're in the tangled bathroom area which is surprisingly very beautiful for being a bathroom <laughs> area that That is a great place that will give you those chills of, I'm here, I'm here. But the one that really gets me, and this might say a little bit too much about me, but is in Happily Ever After. The whole projection show is beautiful, but it, it's coming to its conclusion, and this narrator starts speaking, and he says, And so our journey comes to an end, but yours continues on. Grab hold of your dreams and make them come true, for you are the key to unlocking your own magic. Now go, let your dreams guide you, reach out, and find your happily ever after.
5: And so our journey comes to an end, but yours continues on. Grab hold of your dreams and make them come true, for you are the key to unlocking your own magic. Now go. Let your dreams guide you. Reach out and find your happily ever after.
3: And I'm like look <laughs> at okay i can do that i can i can do that i'll go i'll go be a better person thank you for having me at your park (laughs) and it it, yeah it gets me and then then of course the the music continues on and i just i don't know it's 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 like a quick moment of therapy for everybody Mm -hmm. it's it's the the messaging in in some of these shows is just truly truly meaningful and inspirational and if you do take it to heart it can be quite motivating you've just had this wonderful vacation experience if that's the last thing you hear your last big hurrah as you're about to leave the parks it's a really beautiful moment so that is one of my favorite things to listen to uh before i head out of the magic kingdom
0: we had to make sure somebody said happily ever after because i would be getting angry letters if someone didn't bring it up um (laughs) But yeah, it's so funny.
1: Even rounding the corner and seeing the castle, I kept that so far uh, down yeah, on my list.
3: <laughs> but, oh, someone else wants to talk about that. Okay, well, no, no, i
2: no, oh, Well, I guess sorry, it's not no, that I just, one.
1: I thought, I assumed, I assumed that everyone would say that immediately. So I was like, I better put that really low on my list. But now it hasn't been mentioned until uh, I was just giving a great segue to Brett. Yeah. Well. <laughs>
2: Brett, you could go next. I think I, <laughs> okay, well, we need to go back to the banner just to, to show your audiences some of the flavor that you get yes. on Beyond the Mouse. Um, so, so let's see. So the the original the original order was Vanessa, Brett, Craig, and then Matthew. Is that correct? So yes. So what? So Craig, just so. I'm going to change up my final answer. Thank you very much. Okay. So again, um, sort of what I do, I have to put everything under a big umbrella because we've come to the end so fast. I know. Some nighttime spectaculars. Uh, let's see. I okay, I had the perfect I had the perfect experience at Disneyland a couple of years ago in the, um, at the holidays. So it was a Wednesday. I was on Main Street. I watched Disneyland's Believe in holiday Magic. Ah, oh, at the very end, it's so quiet and all this, and then, and then it's like if you just believe, and then snow starts slowly drifting down on Main Street, USA, with with projections now on Main Street of snow. It was, and it's a wonderful moment, and it just gave me chills, and continues to. And then I went across the way to Disney California Adventure for World of Color Winter Dreams, which, just to go back for a second, the World of Color Winter Dreams, the first, when it premiered, I was in the audience. I was a singer in the Glow, oh wow, the virtual choir, yeah. So that I didn't get to see that due to a due to a big freak snowstorm in in, in the Midwest here. So I'm kind of bitter about that. But let's go back to the good experience. So I had just been on Main Street and experienced, if you just believe, which is, I mean, you know, we can take that with us. If you just believe things will happen. Then I went to Disney California. This is under my honorable mention, just so you know. And um, yes. then I'll get to the real one. Oh, okay. this
3: this so, whole this whole monologue yes, this whole is wonderful. under <laughs> yes, the you. honorable mention. Okay, yes. got so, it. Um, I'll get so my popcorn. So we get
2: to so we're getting to the end of wi- World of Color Winter Dreams, and I'm noticing that there's these something is floating. I mean, there's like these something is being created and floating up, and it's these bubble hearts. Bubble hearts are being created around the the area of of uh, of world of color, and then Heather Headley is singing "Let There Be Peace on Earth." As the, oh my gosh, I'm gonna cry now too because the residual <laughs> chills and the tears. Heather Headley is singing, let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me, with this huge crescendo and hello. It's Heather Headley singing this. And there you look up in the sky and there's all these hearts that were created out of bubbles floating in front of you and all around. The sky is filled with hearts and let there be peace on earth. I just kind of walked the rest of the day. I wanted to go and get back to my hotel. I'm like, I've had an experience. That was amazing. It was just (laughs) unreal. Oh yeah. But well, okay. So my number one. That was a um, good one though. I the holidays are amazing. Holidays. Yeah. Okay. So let's go. Okay. So this okay, I'll try to make this fast, but you know, I I do multiple. No, that's fine. Go go for it. Okay. So I okay. So I was waiting overnight at Disneyland for the 24 hour opening weekend of disneyland's 60th anniversary and it was a marathon it was 24 hours they were open for 24 hours and i got there at 10 o'clock at night the night before um anyway and so that whole that was my first time that i did the overnight experience and i just you know i was waiting from like 10 until four o'clock so that was like six hours you know on the ground sleeping you know in what is normally the the bus area but it was great because it was like all of Everyone was there. We were all there, and we were going to there for the opening day of the 60th anniversary. We make it to Main Street at by four o'clock in the morning, and then there's you know, then they do uh, the opening celebration. Okay, that was great. I was going to go see the opening night of uh, of uh, oop the parade, which was oh, sorry. Uh, was the Main Street Electrical Parade or no a... no 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 oh, no no? No, it was uh paint the night. Yeah. Oh, paint the night. He's so gonna go to paint the night. So um but people were starting to line up at like nine o'clock in the morning, which in case you did yeah, 12 hours ahead of time. So I'm like going, well, and Main Street was pretty much full, you know. So I'm like going, I guess I'm not gonna be doing that. So we got um Fastpass is for Fantasmic, so that I'm like going. This will be. I love Fantasmic it's so much better. Anyway, I love Fantasmic. It was. Uh, and that night was amazing, and then we see um the fireworks for the first time. And actually, they had projections um in the uh in the Norland Square Frontierland area, and this is when it happened. Okay, so at the very end, it's you know it's this wonderful music and wonderful. Well, everything is wonderful there. And then you see Walt Disney walking through the castle with Mickey Mouse hand in hand. Oh. And this you know, is the place it will always be. It will always be here for you. And I'm like going, I just I just turned around and looked at my friend Steve, and I'm like going, why are they doing this to us? I can't take this anymore. You know, it will always be here for us, which was a great experience. So that was Wow. I mean, I'm gonna cry right now because it was such a great experience. That was great. Okay, so sorry for my monologue in there.
3: But that was beautiful, it was Brett. It was all worth it.
2: It, was it had was a really good ending. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, it was like America Adventure. I took a nap for a minute, but then I came back for the end.
2: Oh, <laughs> that is so clever. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Truly a glorious finale. No, um, well, that's 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 really both both great answers. Um, I'm glad you brought up the holidays too. Like I said, because the holidays in themselves are. I, I didn't even bring up like candlelight processional at Epcot chills, tears, just such great, uh,
2: such a great experience to do that. But oh, anyway, and to yeah, go go ahead. Ahead. I'm sorry, just to go back for, just yeah, yeah. I teased it. I teased the main Street electrical parade. Um, I was, yes, I was, um, uh, a cast member at Walt Disney world. And one of my first, positions my first um, account role um was to be a canopy carrier in the Main street, like Electrical parade so for the whole summer one of my favorite things was you know well it was called step touch to stardom kind of thing because it's step touch and you're holding these very heavy canopy <laughs> just so you know and middle center canopy can kill you but just well it doesn't it just hurts a lot but anyway oh <laughs> the magic no it's wonderful no nope. so to turn the corner on main street and you see the alice unit in front of you and cinderella in front of you but you're like walking on main street and you're part of this magic and that was something that will bring tears and chills to me always and i'm sorry that i gave you an extra one but i talked i teased it before, don't
0: apologize so. i i get those okay. cast member <laughs> feels too 100 uh, <laughs> but anyway um, Craig, you're uh, you're up next uh, or the last last of the
2: guests. So what
1: do you? All right. Have well, any I I uh, stop or... that,
2: Craig. Sorry.
1: <laughs> I, I I make fun of Brett a lot, uh, but I am going to give you just very quickly a couple of honorable mission mentions. Yeah. When I say a couple, I might mean three. Well, that's um, fine. But one thing that people don't uh, my my favorite resort is Port Orleans Riverside, and I know that there is a battle between Riverside and French Quarter. I think you can love them both, especially if you do this, and that is I took my wife on a carriage ride um, for, that starts at Riverside goes over to French Quarter and comes back and it's just lovely I can't uh, tell you to do it enough it actually doesn't cost nearly as much as you would expect it to this is all uh, several years ago but I want to say it was under $50 to do it and um, and of course you would probably like to I think that the cast member could accept tips I don't know I can't remember specifically but it was not that much money and it was wonderful it was great feels Totally suggested um, to take a carriage ride over there. And then uh, again, my last honorable mentions are cruise related. Because the cruise, honestly, I only, I've only been on one cruise. It was a four-night cruise, and it is the still the pinnacle of vacationing to me. And it's the most relaxed I've ever felt, and it's just the most Disney I've ever felt. It's so amazing. Um, I highly suggest it. Have us back on when you start planning your cruise, Matthew, because uh, we'll help you out for sure and talk all awesome. about it. But um, pulling up to Castaway Key just incredible. It's just a a great experience. Castaway Key in general is an amazing experience. But then also, uh, we did our adult-only dinner at Remy. And Remy was so great on the Disney Dream. We don't usually get to do those fancy, highfalutin um, experiences with food. um, But Remy was only like a $100 upcharge at the time. I think it's now $120. At least it was before COVID. And what they do is they give you a a Michelin-rated chef from France. He's one of the options that you have and the other one is a uh, menu that's curated by the top chef at Victoria and Albert's and so you can because there was two of us we got the two different menus one of us got the Victoria and Albert's menu one of us got the French menu and you can kind of share back and forth uh, it's just a lovely evening and it's just so amazing um, how incredible it looks to see the sunset on the ocean while you're uh, in this amazing very hot class restaurant. Uh, It's several hour experience, totally worth it all the way. So now my final one, I don't get to get to go to the parks as often uh, as some people do. Um, We're not DVC. we don't get to do all of that. And so I have not experienced Galaxy's Edge yet even uh, because we were again, we were supposed to go in 2020 and our trip was canceled. Um, And so I live through those announcements and those expectations and those give me chills in and of themselves.
4: Well, today I'm thrilled to announce the next chapter in the long and exciting history between Disney Parks and Star Wars. We're creating a jaw-dropping new world that represents our largest single-themed land expansion ever. One more thing. We're not just building one of these. We're building two. One, Disney's Hollywood Studios in Orlando. And the other, right here in Anaheim at Disneyland. (laughs) I can't wait, cannot wait to show this to all of you. And I can't think of any way that is more fitting to celebrate the next 60 years of Disneyland and our park legacy than this.
1: Uh, I feel like the moment that I walk into Galaxy's Edge is going to be kind of like an out-of-body experience for me. I I think that that is the level of chill that I will have for that experience because I am such a huge Star Wars fan. Um, But it's living through those announcements, living through those Disney Parks blogs, living through content like what you give us, Matthew. uh, It's those little things that keep us connected to the magic. And to me, that is uh, the pinnacle of chills around and why we love this property, why we love this company so much. Uh, it, it all brings us back to those feelings that we get while we're on that quick vacation or uh, what we can bring home with us and what we can expect the next time we go.
0: I like that answer. That's a that's a solid answer um, and not something I would have thought of. But you're right. The announcements themselves, especially at like D23 Expo or, you know, when they when they show the concept art and they have the the lead Imagineer come out and talk about it or whoever they might have discuss it. It's always and uh, you get those the, the applause from the audience as they talk more about it and sort of tease it out. I do love those announcements. So that's a really a really great answer. Uh, I will give a couple of honorable mentions as well. Uh, One is that we didn't talk about is the monorail. Um, Riding the monorail for me at Walt Disney World in particular is always filling me with joy, especially that first monorail trip of the vacation is great. And then you round the corner and you see Cinderella Castle for the first time on your trip from the monorail. You're heading that way. It's just a a great moment. And uh, it's the point where everyone on the, the monorail car that you know, points at the castle and the kids all cheer. And so like, I see, I see Cinderella castle, I see magic kingdom. Um, so I, I love that, that experience and something that brings me a lot of joy, um, in general, it might not always be tears, but, uh, just being in future worlds. Um, I do miss the old school future world fountain of nations hearing, um, Papillon, which is on the wings of a butterfly by David Arkinstone by uh, in in Epcot. If you don't know the song, listen to it, and it is truly the sound of a future world. Honestly, being anywhere in Epcot just fills me with a lot of joy. It's uh, it's definitely my favorite park to just be present. But I am going to say for my final one, um, we're going to finish with Walt. And there's an attraction that not a lot of people do, and I encourage them to, and that's to go visit Walt Disney Presents at Disney's Hollywood Studios to walk through the exhibits and read the exhibits and see everything that's helped the company come to life all of Walt's life. And then you conclude it with the film that's only about a 10 minute film about Walt's life. It's a very quick, uh, quick summary of his life. And, uh, just hearing his voice, hearing him talk about Disney, seeing his face and everything the park meant to him. And then especially that ending when they conclude with "When you wish upon a star with Julie Andrews narrating and saying that it, um, you know, Walt once said that it's uh, it all began with a mouse, but we really know it began with began with a man, a man with a dream, and a mouse. Well,
4: after 40 some odd years in the business, my greatest reward, I think, is that I've had the the public uh, appreciate and accept what I've done all these years. That is a great reward, and I think by this time, uh, my
2: staff, my group of executives, are convinced that. Walt is right, That uh, the uh, quality will out. And I think that will hang on after, uh, after Disney. Walt Disney once said, I hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a mouse. But we know
5: it was really all started by a man. A man with a dream. And a mouse. Like a wolf out of the blue, they stay.
0: It uh, always brings tears to my oh, eye yes. chill down my spine and uh, yes. it's, uh, it's like I walk All out and I'm like this is, this is Walt's, Walt's dream come mm-hmm. true and we can make our mm-hmm. dreams come true as well so I had to, uh, I had to finish with uh, something involving Walt Disney
1: oh that's great amazing. Yeah, amazing well done that's why you're the host of this show <laughs> <you know. laughs>
0: I, I had to end with him anyway um, so where can people go to follow you?
1: Absolutely. So you can find Beyond the Mouse on any podcast app of your choice. Uh, Definitely check us out there. We're also on social media. You can, of course, find us on Facebook and on Instagram and on Twitter uh, as well. If you just search for Beyond the Mouse, you'll be able to find us in all of those places. But we'd love to have you come and listen, especially to the episodes Matthew was on. Uh, Those are great episodes. But then also, we just have a lot of zany fun over on Beyond the Mouse, and we really do appreciate Uh, it's really cool that there's so many awesome content creators in the disney space and that we all really uh enjoy each other and we all really like um the interactions that we've had we've gotten to know you over the last year matthew and it's just been so great to get to work with you a bit uh, i'm an imagineer society member so you can find me in that facebook group as well yes. and you know just uh it's it's just so great and thank you so much for having us on today it was really a pleasure absolutely yes, a thank pleasure. you
0: No, thank you all so much. Uh, Definitely check out Beyond the Mouse, those of you listening who haven't yet. uh, And I should have said thanks, Craig, for being a Patreon member. I forgot to mention that as well. Craig is one of our Patreon members. Um, But really do appreciate the three of you coming onto the show. We'll have to have you back again soon. And uh, thanks so much for your time today.
2: Thank you you so much. much. Let's
0: go get those tears. with that we close out part two and episode 109 of our two part discussion of all the Disney feels all those moments of joy that bring tears to our eyes and send chills down our spine I'm sure and I'm hoping that a lot of you listening back to this got those chills as well because as we were talking Uh, Brett mentioned and I mentioned a couple of times those feelings of residual chills where we think about it or we hear that moment again as we're back home. And it's still just that memory of it can send chills down our spine. Disney does that so very well. Uh, so it was such a fun discussion, and I, I hope you all enjoyed listening back to uh, some of our ideas and our favorite moments that bring us those, those Disney feels uh, in this two-part discussion. I want to thank again uh, Brett, Craig and Vanessa from Beyond the Mouse for being my guests on this two-part discussion. truly such a fun conversation. And that banter that you heard, that energy that they brought to this episode, that's exactly what they bring to their own show as well. I'm a big fan of Beyond the Mouse. I've been a guest on their show twice now. encourage you to take a listen as well. Uh, They talked about a few of the guests that they've had. Truly, I'm always impressed with the guests that they get on their show and the conversations that they have. So you can check the uh, episode description of this podcast episode for all the links to Beyond the Mouse's website, social media pages, and you can find them on your favorite podcast app as well. Of course, I want to turn this conversation over to you and here. Maybe what we missed. What did we leave out? What moment at Disney uh, or what thing at Disney brings you those tears of joy or those chills? Or perhaps if we didn't miss anything, what's that one thing that we did bring up in this two-part discussion that you 100% agree with? It could be something obscure or something really relatable that we shared that you feel also gives you those strong, positive Disney emotions. You can send me your answers and feedback, as always, in so many different ways. And one of the easiest ways is on social media. You can follow Imagineer Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn at Imagineer Podcast, on Twitter at Imagineer News. And you can also join our Facebook group, which is called The Imagination, also called The Imagineer Podcast, Disney fan community. That gives you the opportunity to chat not just with me, but also with. With other members of this listener community, you can piggyback off each other's ideas and share your thoughts about this episode and about all things Disney. Plus, if you want to reach out to me directly, you can also send me an email at matt at imagineerpodcast.com. Com. If you don't already subscribe to the show, make sure to hit that subscribe or follow button. Whether you're listening to the show in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, or any other podcast app, that'll ensure that you are the first to know when new podcast episodes become available and that you never miss an episode of the show. And if you happen to be in Apple Podcasts or have access to Apple Podcasts, I would encourage you to leave us a rating and a review in that app because that does a lot Lots to help this podcast out, and we have already gathered or earned over 500 five-star reviews of Imagineer Podcast. That's thanks to all of you listening who have left us a rating and a review. Um, And if you haven't done so yet, again, it does a lot to help this community out to increase our relevance in Apple Podcasts for folks searching for Disney Podcasts. So it really helps us out. And I do read each and every review that comes through. I'll often even share them out to my Instagram and Facebook stories. And in either case, I'm just so grateful for you listening to the show and especially if you take it a step further with a a rating or or a review. Um, What you can also do to really help this show out is also one step further, just very, very simple, and that's to share the show. Whether you share out this episode or this two-part discussion or any other episode of the show, the podcast as a whole, or your favorite social media post, or if you just talk about it with your friends and family, that does a lot to help this podcast out. Each and every share goes a long way in helping to grow our community and to spread our Disney optimism to other folks who might benefit from that uh, positive, optimistic, joyful point of view. Thanks to all of you who continue to share the show. And if you would like to take your love of Imagineer Podcast one step further, just to the next level, take a look at our Patreon group, which is available at patreon.com slash imagineerpodcast. I also have a link in the description of this episode, as well as on our website at imagineerpodcast.com. Our Patreon group is a way that you can help to support the show financially. And in return, you get exclusive perks and benefits and rewards. And I'm talking about things like access to your private Facebook group, access to my close friends list on Instagram, where I'll post bonus Instagram content just for Patreon members. You can get early access to every podcast episode, access to my podcast production notes, access to exclusive bonus podcast episodes. I've been doing daily music loops for some members of our community, which is a great way to bring the magic of Disney into your own life and into your own home every single day and so much more. There the, these terms and conditions are subject to change depending on when you're listening to the show, but you can see what is currently available again by heading to patreon.com slash Imagineer Podcast. Thanks as always to all of our Imagineer podcast patreon members you truly do make such a big difference for this show and i'm so incredibly grateful for the friendship that I have built with each and every one of you. I would also encourage you to check out our partners. First, take a look at The Kingdom Insider over at thekingdominsider.com and The Kingdom Insider on your favorite social media channel because they share all the latest news about what's happening at the Disney parks and resorts and how to bring the magic of Disney into your own home. It's a great pairing with Imagineer Podcast because they focus on the present and the future. With a little bit of the past. And I, pre- I focus mostly on the past and the present with a little bit of the future. So it's a nice little balance. And again, you can learn more by going to uh, thekingdominsider.com or the Kingdom Insider on your favorite social media channel. You would also want to look into, or you will also want to look into, our travel partner, Academy Travel, which is also Mickey Vacations by Academy Travel. For your next Disney vacation, whether you're planning to visit Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney, Aulani, or any other Disney destination, because Academy Travel has been in business for over 25 years, helping people to plan out their next vacation, and they are diamond earmarked by Disney. That is literally the highest level of distinction that Disney bestows or awards to travel agencies. That's because of the level of service and the experience that they bring to the table, and they can also help to do this for you the best part no additional cost which is such a great perk and not only that but they can even help to save you money on your next disney vacation because they're aware of all the available perks and discounts that are available you can learn more about them and request a free quote by clicking on the links in the show notes below or head to imagineerpodcast.com click on the travel drop down and select your destination which will take you to the form to fill out and they will get back to you as soon as possible with that free quote last but not least i want to as always encourage you to go after your hopes and your dreams and your goals whatever they might be bring them into the world and definitely take that first step to making your dreams come true and remember as always that inspiring quote from horizons if you can dream it you can do it. Thank you so much for listening to the show and we'll see you again in a future episode of the Imagineer podcast.